You're listening to the Beauty Balance Podcast hosted by Dr. Usha Rajagopal, a San Francisco board-certified plastic surgeon with over 20 years of experience. We cover a range of highly requested aesthetics and skincare topics and chat with influential, talented women who truly encompass grace, beauty, and brains. Plus, you get an inside scoop on what it's really like to be a plastic surgeon. Hello, this is Dr. Usha, and today I'll be going over facial balancing with fillers, and my co-host and patient care coordinator, Victoria, will, be, will present me with some of our frequently asked questions regarding these treatments. Hi, Victoria. Hey, Dr. Raj. First off, what is facial balancing, and how do we achieve it? So facial balancing is, can really be divided both into a very technical way of facial balancing or more just a harmonious face. So when you look at a face and your first impression, uh, when you uh, look at a, a pretty beautiful woman, you go, wow, or a handsome guy, obviously, you go, they're so pretty, they look so good. Because the first thing our eyes notice is a triangle between the eyes and nose and the lip. Okay, an inverted triangle. So the more symmetry someone has, the more beautiful they are. So symmetry equates to beauty. And that our body subconsciously figures that out. Okay, and the second thing is uh, something that we look at more um, with a scientific eye. Leonardo da Vinci talked about uh, facial balancing and facial harmony where the face is divided into thirds. And uh, so you want equal thirds of the face, where from the brow to the eyebrow area is considered a third. Uh, The second third is between the eyebrow and the lower part of the nose. And the lower third is from the lower part of the nose to the chin. And you can kind of try that out with your own hands to see if your face is balanced according to Leonardo. Um, And so that's one way of looking at a facial balance. The second part of facial balance, especially nowadays, is the profile view. So what that means is the side view. A lot of patients obviously now look at themselves in profile, especially because of the selfie culture. They're taking side views, they have their pictures taken by their friends, and they see a side or profile view. And some people are surprised by the way they look because they're not used to seeing themselves in a profile view. Um, and, and some people are not very happy with the side or profile view. So most commonly things that will create a better balanced profile or a more pleasing profile is when you have balance between the forehead area, the nose, the lips, and the chin. So that's where a lot of the profile balancing comes, especially when you, when uh, someone is unhappy with their, either the size of the nose, they think, think they're over projected or larger nose, but sometimes it could be just the uh, uh, unbalanced um, area of the nose and the chin. So a lot of times when I look at someone and they think they have a long, long or too long nose, I. I can assess them and let them know that is maybe they need a little more chin projection to balance out their nose or a better jawline to balance out their nose. And so really, at the end, it's all to do with the aesthetic look. So uh, it is to make someone look prettier, maybe more confident, maybe more rested. Um, and all these uh, treatments for facial balancing is really to give the patient uh, more confidence. Oh. Dr. Usha, how do non-surgical nose jobs compare to rhinoplasty? Okay, Victoria, that's a really good question because we have a lot of patients coming in for uh, nowadays, especially for non-surgical rhinoplasty, um, 
especially the attractiveness of non-surgical is that it is not surgery. Um, and it is a great way to achieve facial balancing like we just talked about. Um, so non-surgical rhinoplasty, obviously, as the name denotes, it's not surgery. It's done in the office. And it's a very quick lunchtime treatment. It literally takes 10 to 15 minutes. Um, and there really is not much uh, downtime, so the patient can go back to their normal active life um, by in 24 hours. Um, so with non-surgical uh, rhinoplasty, what I'm looking to achieve is a smoother profile. So the uh, most improvement a patient is going to notice is in their profile view or their side view. The least amount of improvement they're going to notice is in their front view. Um, so that's the first thing to remember. The second thing to remember is when we're doing a non-surgical rhinoplasty, I'm actually adding filler. So I'm adding stuff to smooth out their nose. So um, it creates a little bit of an optical illusion. So even though we add filler, it makes the nose appear a little bit smaller because it may be more symmetric or have a smoother profile. So again, areas that help the most are the side view and least is the front view. So if someone has does not like their front view at all and feels that the nose is too wide or too big or the nostrils are too flared, Unfortunately, that cannot be treated with um, non-surgical rhinoplasty. The second thing to remember with non-surgical rhinoplasty is that it is temporary. It lasts anywhere between six and nine months and slowly your body absorbs the hyaluronic acid. But what I've noticed is that I have patients who have come in for several treatments of the non-surgical rhinoplasty. So after the third or fourth treatment, that means after the third time I've seen them in two to three years, uh, the filler tends to become semi-permanent. So they come in even uh, at longer intervals. That means I won't see them for two, three years before they have their fourth treatment or so. So it does tend to last longer and longer as time goes by. Uh, comparing that to surgical rhinoplasty, surgical rhinoplasty is surgery. So there is some downtime to that. It's usually done as outpatient surgery. And for most patients, I have them take about 10 days off and then six weeks for them to get back into uh, intense exercise. So with the rhinoplasty, you can achieve many different things. You can make the nose smaller, you can reshape the nose, you can um, improve symmetry, you can also improve breathing issues if they have a deviated septum. And certainly that is permanent, uh, but there's a little more downtime, a little more cost, but it's long lasting. And the best way for you to really determine uh, if you're a good candidate for surgical or non-surgical is to have a consultation. Um, since I know uh, it's hard for people to take off uh, time to come see me for a consultation, we usually have people uh, send in pictures with their questions and we can do a um, consultation um, uh, via the internet or Instagram, etc. Very nice. Um, can you walk us through the non-surgical cheek, cheek treatments? Yeah, so generally for um, cheek treatments, my favorite filler, hyaluronic filler is uh, Voluma, um, and closely followed to that would be uh, Sculptra or Radius treatments. And I also do like Bellafil, that is a long-term slash permanent filler. So generally it is for patients who need a little more lift and structure. And so with early aging, when you lift up the cheek area, because that area does drop as we age, it gives a more lifted appearance. So when I do the cheek filler, patients come out with, again, a, uh, it's an optical illusion where you actually, your face actually appears slimmer, but not rounded. So I, 
I aesthetically don't like the um, uh, the Housewives of Orange County look, where they have <laughs> fat cheeks uh, and the cheeks are very prominent right in the center, and they look like Joker. That's not my look. That's not the look I would like for myself or my patients who I feel are extension of my aesthetic goals. So my goal is to give them more of a lifted, elongated uh, look. Okay, so then who would qualify for these treatments? Yeah, so in a young patient and maybe someone who just genetically lacks a nice high cheekbone look, so you can get a nice high cheekbone look with Voluma, or it could be someone who's middle-aged, who is now actually showing signs of aging, where they may not notice it in their cheeks, but they notice that the under eye area looks a little hollow, or the smile line or the nasolabial fold is starting to appear more deep. It's because the cheek has lost volume and everything is kind of falling downward toward the nose. And so when you do a little bit of filler to the cheek area to lift up, it can really enhance and give you a more rested, more beautiful look. Um, in regards to this treatment, what precautions should patients be aware of? Yeah, so uh, with any treatment, you know, we are putting needles in your face. So <laughs> to reduce the chance of the most common side effects of these fillers are um, bruising and swelling. Um, so to reduce both these, I usually recommend that the patient start planning for this appointment approximately 10, year, 10 days prior to their appointment date. And, uh, and I want them to avoid blood over-the-counter blood thinners such as aspirin-containing products, ibuprofen-containing products, that means things like Motrin, Aleve, Advil, ibuprofen, etc. Also supplements such as fish oil and flaxseed oil can also thin out your blood so there's a higher chance of bruising. So I want you to avoid all that before you come in. If you really want to be proactive before you come in and you want to do things to again reduce um, the amount of bruising and swelling that you have, you can uh, eat a lot of pineapple before because it's a, uh, uh, the active ingredient in pineapple is called bromelain and that can actually help with swelling both uh, before, before the procedure and then after the procedure if you do get a bruise, make it resolve faster or you can also do a supplement, a homeopathic medication called Arnica Montana, and you can purchase that at like a Whole Foods or a vitamin shop, and you can start taking it like the instructions recommend on the bottle prior to coming in. So these awesome. will reduce the chance of bruising and swelling. Um, Very good to know. Um, yeah. And then one more question about facial balancing. Can chin fillers balance out the profile, and how much would a person need? Yeah, so that is one of the most common areas that will produce more harmony to the face and make the face appear more pleasing in a profile view or side view. So a lot of times when the patient is coming in for the first time and I recommend a chin filler, I like a hyaluronic filler like a Juvederm Ultra, Juvederm Ultra Plus or Restylane or even a Radius. Most patients I usually recommend start out with just one syringe. Um, even if I think they may need more than one, we start out with one and uh, a majority of patients will notice a significant improvement with just one syringe. Very cool. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Balanced Beauty Podcast with Dr. Usha Rajagopal. You can find show notes, episode guides, and resources at sfcosmeticsurgery.com slash podcast.